Hello, and welcome to Q&A Quest, episode 26. Oh man, we got a full season order. I thought that was like, uh, you know what, never mind. I'm your host, Michael Apps, aka Wheels, with me as always. David McBurney, Fan Master, whatever you want to go with. What's going on in here? Oh no, we, we brought back no. an angry screaming skeleton who is currently ah, our most recurrent guest. It's me, <laughs> Beats. I once again am back to hate RPGs, JRPGs, and any game in which you play a role. Man, oh, man. couldn't couldn't escape him in either either written form of this show, and can't escape him in the vocal version of this show. He he literally like sent me a message. Hey, when are you guys doing another podcast? I want to come ruin it. Exactly. My exact words. words. Let me check. Yeah, no, those were. Wait, wait, no, yes, those were my exact words. <laughs> Is, is, so, this, you is, know. is this because I sent you that message saying I was killing all your skeleton brethren and Hyrule warriors? Didn't actually send me that message, but now that I know that, I'm going <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> hey, B, there's going to be probably a lot, lot of skeletons in Dark Souls 3, which launches tomorrow for consoles. Yeah, mm. I know, but see, the thing about Dark Souls is players die in that game far more than enemies do. I know, like, on average, like, Wheels, how many times he died in the Tomb of the Giants against wheel skeletons? Um, actually, less than you think. But a fair, I seem to recall you complaining about those ones, but if we assume that every time Wheels dies in game, that it is another he universe, uh, parallel a parallel existence, then we have like way, way more victorious skeletons than we do defeated ones. Like that's a net gain, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Plus, I just watched Plus. the Wisecrack edition on the philosophy of Dark Souls, which is actually quite interesting. I totally recommend it. Yeah, no, that was pretty good. Super awesome. But um, And they said that the average player deaths, according to Steam's data, 730. is 730-something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, Skeleton's doing pretty good in Dark Souls. Have no complaints there. Yeah. Team of the Giants is basically where Beat came from. So, And to correct you, um, there are... No wheel skeletons in the Tomb of the Giants. It's the place before the Tomb oh, of the man. Giants. Oh, the boom! Yeah. Where do you think they came from, dude? Like they're out and about playing in the yard, and then mom calls them in. And they all have dinner, which is you. <laughs> that makes sense. And then when they're finished cleaning the uh, meat from your bones, you join them, and you have an next wheel skeleton that kills you. It's like this, that this, this, it, the spoken wheel, basically. That does explain the Yonic imagery. Yes. Exactly. All right, so we have some questions to answer, so let's answer them before I get bored and just start talking about how every RPG sucks except Skies of Arcadia, which is the only good RPG. I and thought, Terra okay, let's move. I thought you were here to ruin the show, not keep it on track. I'm confused. Yeah, that's Shut super up. weird. I wasn't expecting that. All right, I'm going to... Shut up. All right. Well, here now. I just about to talk about Romancing Saga 2. Oh, Guys, yeah. Romancing Saga 2 is getting localized. Woohoo! Gross. Party time! I've been, like, that is the, the unsolvable game, the game that was so busted that fan translators could not reach it. And it's coming on phones. Enjoy your phone, RPG. Phones and tablets, that's, sir. That, that doesn't yeah. count, dude. Like, that's no, not going counts. into the original game. That's like just, like, just recreating it on your iOS or whatever. And, but and... the thing is that it's better, though, because, for example, now, if you try to run around. If you try to use the run feature that allows you to move faster, you don't suddenly run into t tunnel vision where you see anything. That's, That's an important improvement. 
movement. I know this, but like, I don't wish to romance my saga. At no point, at no point did my Genesis come up to me and said, "Hey, buddy, you want to make out on the roof for eight hours?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then I went up to the roof and made out with my Genesis, my saga, for eight hours. Wait, that's you my second. Gonna, Never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, Romancing Saga was a Super NES yeah. series. Gross. So, Sorry, no, bla- no blast processing, man. The, the the Mega Drive did really, really badly in Japan. I. Uh, do not care, because that means we got awesome games on our Mega Drives instead of Romancing Saga. Romancing. Uh, Romancing. Yeah, you were a big fan of uh, Fist Samurai. (laughs) (laughs) Moving along. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's move along. Romancing Saga 2 is coming to your phone. Please purchase it, because we've never gotten it before. Yeah, and just just for the record, it's pretty easy to play Android games on a PC, so if you don't actually hey. have a phone, uh, that's not an excuse, so buy it. Buy it for both platforms. Please buy yeah. it for both. Buy it for your phone, and buy it for your tablet. And stop asking for the Vita version, because it loads like garbage. Yeah. You're, you're being yeah. done a favor by not having to experience it. And also stop reacting to good news with, but where's the Vita version? What the hell is a Vita? Uh, it's an anime brick. Um, wait, wait. Wasn't Evita... Evita was the one who didn't cry for me, Argentina, right? Yeah, I think that's how that works. Don't okay, yeah, cry okay, cool, for cool. me, Argentina. No, no, no singing. Uh, it's Shut okay. You're, lo- you're in luck. I don't remember any of the other lyrics. Don't worry. No one does. Yeah. Nobody... Wait, everybody remembers the next lie, but we're all going to ignore that. Yes. But, yes, we, we like playing games on the Vita, but only when, the, you know, they're not total... You know, salty garbage. There's a lot of garbo ports on that thing. Yeah. <sighs> but let's move on. All right. So, um, got a number of questions this week from Budai and Victor. So I'm just going to pick one at random. Um, how important is it that Final Fantasy 15 does well? This one's from Budai, by the way. Yeah. Commercially and critically for Square, but then also for console RPGs. I'm just going to point out that um, if it does commercially well and not critically well. Um, that's fine. Like, I don't think they care that yeah. much about Game Press at this point. I, um, I think, as far as any company goes, they only care about how something does critically well and how it affects their bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Critically doing well is like, oh, it means free marketing. Exactly. But, like, they, but this is a game where, like, and I, I do want to dispel this, like, rumor. Like, essentially, some wires got crossed, and people heard saying Hajime Tabata hopes that the game sells 10 million as the game must sell 10 million or the game will not be profitable. But what <laughs> Tabata was saying was this game, we want this game to sell 10 million dollars with the subtext, not 10 million dollars, 10 million copies with the subtext because that's what FF7 sold. Yeah, like this is him saying, "I want this game to be the new FF7, like the game that an entire generation of people that play RPGs adores." And that's fine. So, like, don't, don't yeah. you want them to be reaching for that kind of goal? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I mean, this that's is... a pretty okay goal to reach for. Yeah, that's that's them reaching for the stars, and like, I feel like if there's any FF 
enough that like I'd be fine seeing hit that goal. Like just based on the previews, I'd probably go with fifteen because ah, uh, that game's singing my song. But uh, it's like F fifteen does definitely need to do well because, but it's also like half just like Square asserting, especially Square's like Final Fantasy teams asserting the idea that it is still a very relevant force to the like prestige AAA market. Yeah. Like, because the degree of, t- like regardless of like uh, fan reaction to it, the degree of tumbling that uh, Final Fantasy sales undertook from the latter end of the PS2 era to today has been quite staggering. Yeah, no, it's 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 depressing. Like I believe That's the said, PS2 15 hmm? looks really good, so you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, like from from FF10, which I I think did between seven and eight million, uh, we get to FF13, which did about two million and change. To be fair, FF13. So, did not review super well. A lot of people said it's just a tube you walk down. It was and... like FF13 was a problem of a lot of things. Like it had bad word of mouth, but it like it also seemed like they had trouble getting people to be that interested in it. Yeah. Like the pre-release hype for like you know 15 they've had they've gotten a lot of people interested just because it looks so different. The pre-release hype for 13 was very sort of muted, like, oh, you know, like... We made a Final I Fantasy. I thought this was supposed to be out in 2006, and this looks yeah. like Final Fantasy. Yes, it does. So, like, I think at this point, one, it's been long enough since, like, Final Fantasy has really been a big thing that a new one really does feel, like, big and special. And two, there's sort of, like, been this re-emergence of, like, the idea of AAA games from Japan not necessarily like being lost in a confused quagmire, which was a very popular perception at that time, whether you subscribe to it or not. So I have some updated sales numbers. Okay. 13 and 13.2 combined for 9.7 million. That is a ridiculously higher number than I've ever heard. (laughs) That's pretty good. You know, whatever. I know for a fact that that number cannot be accurate. Well, let me check the source for this. Yeah, yeah, double check that source because if it was Billy Bob's best games. If it was VG ever... charts, then it's wrong. No, it looks like the Penny Arcade report. Oh, that's crazy! I have never heard that. <sighs> Give me the Penny link. Arcade I'm... report. Seemed like a good idea on paper until the guy started writing about how the first PS4 controller was just like the first time he touched a boob. Oh, that was super weird. That was so but, sad. Uh... That was so tragic. But yeah, I need this link uh, because uh, I n- oh, shipped. never heard totally, that Total unit shipped. Oh, shipped. That's different. Final Fantasy, that's not a, sold. Final Fantasy 13 has sold itself approximately 6.6 6 million units. Oh, that see, number, I have never heard anything close to that. I need to see this. I, I, I'm not. Well, that's two games combined. That's FF13 and FF13 too. No, the 6.6 6 is for 13. Yeah, no, alone. he was saying 13 for... Uh, or 6.6. And, no, I've never heard of that. Whatever, I'm not going to think about it too hard. That is out of the mouth of the producer of Lightning Returns. That's what this article's about. Yeah, the numbers I always heard were pretty, were relatively low on that one. Maybe I'm just misremembering, but like, I remember hearing that 
like 13 did okay, but not as well as they were hoping, and that each subsequent game did worse. Yeah, though, uh, to be honest, they should expect each subsequent game to do worse. Cause yeah, like the subsequent that's, games that's were catering to a smaller and smaller audience until you got to Lightning Returns, which was which was basically a Valkyrie profile game, but marketed itself as being a Lightning video game. Yeah. And it was good. Don't listen it to was haters. good because it was a Valkyrie profile game, but yeah. it might actually take the cake for worst Final Fantasy story, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty horrendous story. But, you know, it's great. You, you just turn your brain off it's whenever people are talking. It's been 500 years since time stopped. That doesn't make... <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. So, like, are we are we, are we all Dio Brando and we all just did the world and it just sort of multiplied? And Don't then think about it. Don't think time about it. Time was like, you know what? You We're guys not going down this suck. route. Time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking. Even no, when it stopped. Don't. What? Isn't don't that like fair it. use? That's under fair use. This is under fair use that counts as parody. Yeah, there you, there you go. There you go. Because time has not stopped for me, and I want to go to bed at some point. The lawyer knows what he's talking about. All right, have we sufficiently? Did we actually answer the? Did we answer the question? No. No. Oh, we are done with the question because the question uh, was critically, commercially, and for the industry at large. I think that the industry at large is pretty like fragmented into its own niches, and the ones that still make games have all sort of found where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's going to try to chase this as something to imitate, just because even if it's super successful, how many companies even could? Yeah. Yeah. Like like triple like A uh, RPG is really Square Enix's jam, and that's about it. I guess Bioware technically, but that's not the JRPG. Not the same kind. It's the Western RPG. Honestly, at this point, um, Square, Square Enix's jam is uh, Tomb Raider. The Jarpa Girl. Let's, let's be honest. No, at this point, Square Enix's jam is MOBA gay, but like they still throw, they still like have these prestige projects that like the bigger ones they continue to make. Yeah. Yeah. But like, as far as it goes, like. You can't, this would be, presuming it's a success on the level they want, it's an inimitable success. Like, the only thing that could replicate it would be more Final Fantasy. Like, it's not a gravy train you can follow, and the other companies that release uh, RPGs of varying bigness are not going to try, like, there's no gravy train to follow. It's just going to be the companies that have carved out a niche will continue to carve out their niches. Like, Persona 5 will come out completely unaffected and unabated by this, regardless of how well it does. Yes. Namco's next Tales game will come out and do about as well as it's intending to, completely unaffected by FF15. Like, it just, it doesn't really, it's, it can't really precipitate a sea change either direction at this direct, juncture. But, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It looks fun. Second demo was relatively content light, but combined with what I played of the first demo, I'm very confident that the final game will be very fun. Yeah, I agree. Looking forward to the mini game where I can rip things out of Noct- like I can choose what to not put on Noctis's hamburgers. <laughs> that burger is huge. If you get if anyone's actually watched the first episode of that Brotherhood FF15 uh, anime, like that burger he's eating is humongous. <laughs> and it has an entire fried egg on it. So that's cool. Sweet. 
Nice. <laughs> well, let's move on. All right. All right. Uh, our next question is... Hold on. We have tweets coming in. We have live live tweet questions coming in. Live tweets. Uh, live. In your house. This one is from Strawberry Eggs, who, oh, fin- who finally joined Twitter. At Barry Eggs. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm just kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah, you should all follow her. Anyway, probably been asked before, but what are your favorite non-standard fantasy races in RPG? Not elves, dwarves, cat people, except... Are cat people really standard? They're standard They're kind of standard. Yeah, this is true. All right. Uh, and, like, you could expand that out to a person with animal ears. Yeah. Yeah, true. a person with animal ears is basically, like... Well, I want to see one of their huge fetishes, but let's move past that. <laughs> yeah, let's not go into this. Um, but yeah, for non-standard ones, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of like one that isn't just an elf butt. <laughs> like anything can be described as an elf, but a but but insert other characteristic. Um, How about the monsters from the early saga games? An elf. Oh, those but are fantastic. Yeah. Eat meat, turn into new monster. Well, that's all of that. The what? Eat meat, turn into new monster. That's a Wendigo. Oh yeah, we. T- <laughs> we uh, we actually were trying to turn you into glorious bones when Wheels was uh, streaming the. Oh yeah. I gotta finish that stream sometime. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, like we 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 had a monster that turned into bones, and then we were trying to turn him into other higher level skeletons. Oh, obviously. Then it's actually really complicated. It's a proper way to go. You have to eat a lot of weird kinds of meat. It's true. But but yeah, like uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm big into basically all of the saga races are fun. Like saga robots are also pretty cool because they have like a strange dynamic to them as well. Yeah. Yep. But that's dipping out of fantasy and into oh fantasy, but also robots. So are we um, supposed to be saying like our favorite fantasy races or whatever? Uh, nonsense. And non-standard ones you don't see in every game um shoot i'm gonna have to go for rock wheels people. Is gonna say, huh? rock people rock people well obviously skeletons okay. are number one but given that how rarely they actually give skeletons like their own culture and society and like cities and stuff which should be every single game i'm gonna go for people made of rocks <laughs> that's cool like that. a, that's like bones but more so yeah well, basically skeletons are rocks inside of our bodies <laughs> <laughs> That's a drill tweet. <laughs> but, uh, Wheels, I was going to say, wasn't your favorite Nopone? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good one. <laughs> that's that's pretty good, like... And it... You know, it Otherwise, caused me to have to sit through... So we can all have powerful monster girlfriends. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, no, I had to sit through, like, 15 minutes of one of the party members of Xenoblade X's like dialogues to catch like a no pone saying "Roly poly, keep on rolling," so Wheels could end a podcast with it. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Good it's, times. Uh, uh, it's mind-numbing after a while. Uh, I'm having trouble thinking of an answer to this off the top of my head. Just, just the robots from Saga. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Always, uh, always a but, good answer. Yeah, they're they're. You put different parts on them and don't have to think too hard about how they'll mutate, which makes them very weird compared <laughs> to every other saga race. 
Uh, all right. Let's see what else we got coming in on the live wire. Um, June and July are packed with RPGs and Zero Time Dilemma. What? Zero exactly. Time Dilemma is the sequel to Virtue's Last Reward and Nine Hours. Nine person, nine doors. Uh, oh, don't care. So, how are you choosing what to wow, play gosh. and what to add to the backlog? I actually don't know what RPGs are coming out in June and July, other than like Bravely Second and theoretically Dragon Quest Seven. And I know that uh, I am punting Bravely Second straight into the fire. Bravely Second. Wait, Bravely Second out, already came out, didn't it? It comes out on Friday. Oh, it comes out on Friday. For some reason, I thought it was like June. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm already punting it into the fire, so I'm not thinking about it. Let's see. Upcoming games. Upcoming games. Uh, okay, the front page on RP Gamer only goes to the end of April. Yeah, that makes sense. I... Um, uh, June. Uh, you know what? I should. I'm going to check my Amazon order list because I think I actually have a bunch of these pre ordered. <laughs> oh, heavens. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is all of those will end up on your back every box, single um, uh, game all of them dude all of them uh, let's see I definitely like because I was thinking if he's including August I was going to say well I'm like Deus Ex Mankind Divided is like top priority but uh, let's see Grand Kingdom I don't know what that is uh, some kind of strategy thingy from Nis America. Uh, yeah, that usually is something I pick up later if I pick it up at all. Odin Sphere. Oh, probably have, that's probably a backlog just because like Odin Sphere is 800 hours long and I'll just be playing the Vita version. Yeah. Dragon Quest 7, maybe? Immediate. Uh, like that, that, that's, yeah. L- Langrisser, that's coming out in... Oh cool. man, I keep forgetting we're getting a long... That's actually, a game after all this time. That's actually coming out in two weeks anyway. That's not even June. Yeah, that's not June um, at all. Sheeran. Oh, that's that's for wheels and for me to like continue hero likes with every fiber of my being. <laughs> that's absolutely saddening. Why would you do that to yourself? Because Sheeran is awesome. Feels interesting. Uh, Sega 3D Classics. That's April. Uh, also not Sega 3D Classics. Valkyria Chronicles Remake. That's May. Scale, I'll get around to that. Scalebound 2017. Yeah, that's 2017. That's not a... And what? Why do I have two orders for Odin Sphere? Oh, PS4 and Vita. Okay. Yeah, I was there thinking, you've you probably purchased multiple versions. Of course. Of course. You did. Send the Vita version to me. <laughs> uh... Yeah, like I, you know, I never got the impression that there was a deluge of them coming out. Maybe some of them are like indie Steam things that I'm just not that plugged yeah, into. I usually uh, hear about those right as they come out. Persona is question mark. So, yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I could see that slipping all the way into 2017 at this point. Yeah, I don't really know what else. It doesn't seem like a t- whole lot. I think there's a uh, oh, the new Atelier as well. Yeah, that's also one of those uh, ones that you go around it's, later. So, around. Yeah, so it seems like it's a bunch of games catered to specific niches, so I don't think there's really going to be too many people with... Um, beat. Why are you tweeting me? Of course. Oh, God. You. I just want you to have questions to answer. Uh, we'll get... Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's... Just, 
a bunch of games to a lot of specific niches, so not necessarily going to be a massive... Yeah, like, I don't think that... The, I wouldn't call any of the people releasing games at that time ill-advised for releasing them all at once, because, yeah. like, very few of them have the same audience. Oh, he's... Very true. He's at, oh, so he's asking us specifically what, how are we choosing what to add to the backlog, and to me, that's... Um, ooh, shiny box art. Uh, for me, that is, well, I've been waiting for Dragon Quest Seven for, like, four years at this point, so... Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everything else is like, I can get around to that later. Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Alright, uh, gonna insert some music in here, and we will be right back. Yay! <laughs> Okay, we're back with more questions. Maybe. And all that once yes. he met a man. What, what is this? Oh, okay, Victor. Victor. Obligor- obligatory shout-out to Beyond the Beyond. It's a terrible game, oh. and I will always love it because it included introduced me to the wonderful world of overhead perspective JRPGs. I'm so sorry. So very sorry. That's, that is a harsh entrance to any genre. Uh, but, I'm oh. very glad you stayed. I don't know how, but Wow. Ouch. So, yeah. I'm not sure how much Beat knows Beyond the Beyond. I don't know what uh, Beyond the Beyond is. I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> who, who gives a crap? Not me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Beyond the Beyond is a, a very, very early PS1 RPG made by Sonic Software Planning, a.k.a. Camelot Software, a.k.a. the makers of Mario Golf and Shining Force and Golden Sun. It most resembles Golden Sun, but it's Golden Sun if Golden Sun was made by people to hate you. I like Shining Force. Everyone yeah. likes Shining Force. It's good good stuff. Some of the other Shining games, not so much. Don't play Shining Wisdom. Yeah, no, no don't. No. Play Shining the Holy Ark. You and your first-person RPGs. Um, it's brutally hard, but it's awesome. But, yeah. Like, just, yeah, yeah. <sighs> hey, yeah, let's... so, okay, we didn't get to the actual question, though, because we heard a shout-out. Well, that's fine. That's I, that was actually the only the only part of that was a shout out to Beyond the Beyond. That wasn't a question. That wasn't. That's not a question. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I just wanted to say that. Um, what was I going to say? You just wanted to shout out to Beyond the Beyond because of your disgusting love for no, it. No, I just want to say that Shining the Holy Ark is not like your typical first person uh, RPG because it's not wizardry. a it's not a horrible soul crushing wizardry clone. <laughs> Uh, when I was uh, going through my uh, PS2 RPGs to burn, I found Wizardry Tale of the Forsaken Land. That oh. was fun. Uh, it's on my hard drive forever now. Nice. doesn't have to be. No, it does. Listen, you don't know what, I, what contracts I signed. <laughs> it's a weird game. Um, Must play but, Wizardry yeah. Clones till the end of time. No, no, I don't, I don't have to. Heck, I barely play them at all. Like I play one of one at most a 
here because like I only have so much patience for them. Oh. I'll wait here. There's more. I also love to spray a horrendously bad and buggy Wii action game. I like the puzzle so much that I wrote the spray FAQ. I have never even heard its game. It's it's spelt with the S P R capitalized. If that helps. Oh, I saw that like once or twice and never. Like the the Wii is an interesting platform because it was so like scorned by like hardcore players that there's very little documentation of a lot of its obscure games. So there's a lot of weird things you can find on it that no one played. Yeah. Oh yeah. No one, no one here to hold a candle in the wind for Opon. Nah. <laughs> oh, I pondered buying that game a few times. Uh, did you buy Baroque? No. My brother did! Dewey's Adventure? Oh, man. What about Dewey's Adventure? Dewey's mm, don't think anyone played that one. Uh, Colored in Pop? No. I, I, could be, I could be here for ages. Uh, <laughs> fragile Memories, Farewell Runs of the Moon? No, surprisingly considering Kurt it's an X-Seed game. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. I'm just I'm like just sitting here in awe as you like put together words out of nothing. Pretty sure I've seen Cursed Mountain in store somewhere before. Cursed Mountain has like the worst box art ever and I think my favorite description I ever heard of it was like back, uh, back in like 09 or so like an old 1UP podcast where Shane Bettenhausen described it as secret Buddhist propaganda. <laughs> Which it kind of is. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of weird Wii games. It's a very, it's a fascinating system to go through when, like, all the games are super cheap, like they are now. Uh, do that if you can find some, because you'll get a barrel of laughs for like thirty cents each. Nice. I'm a big fan of combing through system libraries when they're super cheap. Yeah, I bought it. I bought a. A Wii game recently for pretty cheap. Which one was that? Lego Harry Potter years one through four. Gross. Oh, that's good. All the Lego games are good. Yeah, I just don't really like it on Wii. I don't like having to... You have to point. I don't like pointing. You don't like the pointing? The waggling? Yeah, it's annoying. I'm waggling you. Oh, well, it's a good game, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's good. I'm just going to... I'm going to repurchase it for uh, PS3 or something. Use all that high highfalutin disposable income. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Eh. It's a fascinating library. There's probably tons of things you've never heard of on it, and some of them might even be good. It's worth looking through. Absolutely. Uh, especially if you have never played No More Heroes, play No More Heroes. No More Heroes oh, is man, absolutely no heroes. fantastic. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, seriously, they're just wonderful. Yep. It's one thing we could all agree on. It's not an RPG, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, also play Sonic Colors. Ignore the stupid name. Oh, yeah. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, Sonic Colors is actually really good. So good. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's uh, move forward. Okay, so Victor primarily wants to ask us actual questions about Kickstarter. Who says, okay. do you back RPGs or other video games on Kickstarter? What's the yes. minimum you you would expect? Yeah, yes, you would expect from a Kickstarter game pitch or and its creators before you would consider any type of donation. What's the minimum you would expect before you would consider a donation of fifty dollars or more? 
Okay, okay, I got this one. Because I just backed the Kickstarter today. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I, I backed known you find a the way to talk prequel about this. to StarCraft II Visual Novel. Not because I liked the game. God, I hated it. But because I wanted to read it with my beloved friends, Fanboy Master and uh, Mars and Gehitsu and all of them. So we could Shout just... Shout out to a whole bunch of people. None like, of these people know. That's okay. <laughs> Was it worth $50? Yes, it absolutely was. To be fair, they probably also have no idea what game he's talking about either. That's good. They'll find it out. Uh, the, the point is that that is also something that you can probably pretty reasonably expect to see completion because yeah, it is a visual, visual novel. novel. It's, like yeah. it's, it's a Renpai game. It's, it's not that hard. You get five characters, draw there, six pictures of each one, and you're done, pretty much. I, I don't want to minimize the effort and say it it's not that hard, but there's minimum things that can go disastrously wrong. Yeah, yeah like, with it. Like, there's not, like there isn't enough like, mechanical ambition to destroy yourself with. Oh, by the way, the name of the game is um, "Don't Forget Our Esports Dream," a StarCraft visual novel. Esports. It's the sort of thing that I would like <laughs> dunk someone in the trash can for having said. But in any case, um, like it's it's a weird. Uh, like, it's hard to really say this, like, it, it really does partially depend on name value. I'm willing to trust, say, a, uh, Koji Igarashi, who is used to working under bad time limits and bad budgets, a lot more than I'm willing to trust, hey, I bought a copy of RPG Maker and I've got this great idea guy. Um, well, that might feel... Hmm? Oh, no, go on, go on, sorry, sorry. And, and while that might feel, like, un, like unfair to... a assume that one of those can get more work done like at the same time like i'm willing to trust certain people just by virtue of track record is kind of important obvious over ambition is pretty much an easy kill and always be sure who's actually doing something like the say... play deck tragedy oh so sorry, sorry. Ahead. i'm Go ahead. Uh, i will say that um when it comes to kickstarters uh, this is actually the first video game I've ever backed. Everything else I've backed is uh, all of my music, actually, because uh, I trust somebody who already has four albums, like made, like you know, in their garage, and would really like to actually be able to afford some studio time. More of an I trust somebody who would um uh, who wants to make a video game. Video games are crazy ambitious and difficult. Mm. That said, video uh, games just, have an unusually long gestation period. That said, and this is something I'm noticing more and more of. A lot of like super indie developers, where it's just like one guy working, um, uh, working on his own, are going less and less with Kickstarter and more and more with Patreon, of all things. Hmm. Patreon. Patreon. Uh, pronounced. Yeah, and that, that strikes me that as a sense. model that can actually work better because, like you know, it it means that they have the time and resources to finish their thing, and as long as they um uh, provide whatever backer rewards they want to, they can do whatever they want. It strikes me as a yeah. uh, strikes me as a good transition. The the thing about it is Patreon makes more sense for a group that is one or two people. Yeah. Because with with that, it's like okay, you know, we keep working on it until it's done, and you know, we're not completely certain how long that'll take. But with Patreon, it's like. If you don't think they're making progress, you pull out and you're done. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, but with with Kickstarter, like they are, the the more people you get involved with the project, the more it makes sense to go for Kickstarter. But then, like, if you've got that many people, then you might as well jump straight to like trying to get an actual publisher. There's a lot of there's a lot of dynamics going on about 
you know, what crowd... Like, I'm just glad that there's a lot of different funding possibilities opening up. Oh, yes. Like... But, but the other thing I'd say is, like, I'm always leery about mechanical over-ambition over or things that seem like they're trying to represent something specific that they can't really... Like, again, I, I alluded to the play deck fiasco involving, like, oh, we're going to make a successor to Final Fantasy Tactics, and we've got Yasumi Matsuno involved. And then, and like, you know, just a month afterwards, they found, oh, Yasumi Matsuno was uh, really only involved with writing a handful of concepts and then sort of was done with it. <laughs> and, right. also, and also they decided to, instead of making a Final Fantasy Tactics uh, thing, they decided to turn it mostly into online PvP and then die the death that few yeah. things recover from. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a tragic thing to do. So always be careful about, you know, where, like, what they're actually promising is is really the biggest thing to me. Like, again, to, to use one that, like, is still, still well early into the gestation period and could theoretically go horribly wrong, uh, Koji Igarashi's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I, I'm willing to trust that a fair bit because it's someone who is very used to working under very small constrained budgets and very strange time periods. Like, oh, yeah. you know, there was there was a period of about six years where he was putting out a Metroidvania a year and like producing very like trying very hard to work with obviously smaller and smaller budgets. So like, if if anyone who left the AAA space, well, quote-unquote, uh, is suited to working under a Kickstarter's limitations, it'd be him. But, but uh, that's it. Yeah, and then just just be careful of people that are like, oh, I've got all of these amazing ideas because, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. Like, I've seen ones where I'm like, I hope this works out, but uh, I would never put money behind this because I would fully expect it to get hung up somewhere along the way. I'll tell you the one Kickstarter game you absolutely should have um, uh, supported back in the day. Ron Paul, Road to Revolution. No. Uh, that, <laughs> those, those people, like, actually got straight-up scammed. Yeah, they that produced, was amazing. They paid a man $30,000 to produce a Browser Ron game. Paul Flash game about like collecting dollar like gold bars and delegates and then he didn't make anything. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah like you don't want to be its finest. <laughs> the market. But you don't want to be that. You don't want to be those guys. You don't want to be like Code Hero Huckster. You want to be age. you want to be Shovel Knight is what you want to be. Yeah, Shovel Knight. Look at the comments for that one right now. Still never got a refund. Oh, no. Now the email address advanced. Hi. Still no refund. Still waiting on a refund. I am waiting for a refund. Please contact me. <laughs> Please contact I just requested my refund. Please send me my refund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just beautiful, man. It's just beautiful. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, I pretty much only back any Kickstarter that's like developers I know of. Rarely it's... I think the only one was uh, the only one that was like developers I didn't know of was so many me, uh, which I don't think which I think I heard about that. It eventually came out, but I it, I don't think the kicks not via Kickstarter funding, if I remember correctly. Huh. But but uh, no, that's something. Somebody vouched for it, and that's the only reason I backed it. But yeah, pretty much just 
uh, Bloodstained uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, which hasn't worked out too well. Uh, yeah. Shovel- yeah that, uh, maybe that'll yeah. be when it comes out. Guess we'll see. Shovel Knight because uh, it was former uh, Way Forward, uh, former employee, Way Forward. employees. Uh, Reading Rainbow because Reading Rainbow. Yeah, naturally. And I think that's everything I've backed. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's just Barkley too, of course. Barkley oh, too, yeah, and that's still coming, and will be the like every time I see those guys like packs, which has been a few years now, but like every time it looks better. Uh, is an amazing experience. Last year, I got to take a picture with uh, the cyber dwarf, so that was great. Nice. Oh, that that also uh, goes under my favorite uh, uncommon fantasy race. He's a cyber dwarf, <laughs> but uh, oh, definitely. But uh, <laughs> and that one they can take as long as they want. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, they're, they're showing they're showing progress, and also that time they parodied the FF Seven remake teaser was the world's world's most amazing thing. <laughs> God, now that's gonna but, be a game. Yeah, like put things into your gun your guns bag and watch as they occasionally breed new guns for no reason at all. <laughs> well, you see what a mommy gun and a daddy gun love each other very much. They come together and form an AK-47. Oh, um, my God. But, yeah, like, that, that'll be good. That's still coming. That's the other thing to remember about these things is don't expect them any time near where... Like, pay attention to, like, how much do you actually want this? Because chances are you won't be seeing it until at least two years after their current estimate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be a while. Like, I think even uh, Shovel like, Knight, example, Shovel Knight uh, launched a little later than it. It, it, it was about about nine months late. I want to say. Yeah, I donated to Dropsy right. in 2010. Game came out in 2015. <laughs> hmm. During that time, I managed to become uh, friends with the developer and was super happy that his game came out at oh, all. Oh, nice. It's a wonderful game. I absolutely recommend everybody play it because it is great. Yeah, but no, it took a long time, and as he said himself, uh, when he set up his first Kickstarter, he had absolutely no idea what he was getting into. Yeah, or, or to, to take another example of one that was quite successful, Undertale was a Kickstarter game. It es- estimated its release date in, like, at least a year before it came out. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like that, and uh, the best way I've heard it put, don't don't put money into a Kickstarter that you would be ang- angry to see disappear. Mm. Oh, and there was the other question here. Um, what's the minimum you expect before you consider a donation of $50 or more? I, I, like, that's entirely based on how enthused I am by the project itself. It's purely case-by-case basis. I think for me, yeah pretty much the same for game it usually have to be like a cool physical copy or something like that yeah uh, like i think i did fifty dollars for reading essentially Rainbow. if you're yeah if you're if you're talking rewards then like yeah i'll pay about as much as i'd pay for a normal game if like i want a physical copy that is you know looks like a normal game like that's what i did for bloodstained i paid sixty dollars because hey that is uh what a physical game will cost me yeah exactly yeah so, you know, like, I, like there are some times where it's like, oh, that fancy thing looks nice. I mean, like, or like uh, with Barclay 2, who, like, sprung for the, like, Tog Games pack, which had all of their weird ex- 
experimental earlier games on in like a nice little launcher where you could play all of them at any time. So like it just gave you weird stuff like just all of their, the the weird things that they had made that were like half of them were jokes, but they were all interesting and worth playing. So I sprung for that pack. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's that's generally like the attitude I take is like I will pay about like for a physical copy I will pay exactly what I would pay for a physical copy of a regular game hmm. going digital <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on kickstarters oh that's all I got alright I think I think most people are starting to get the uh, let the buyer beware vibe out of them yep so. alright let me see what else we got. Uh, got something I can talk about all these old RPGs I've been playing. Have you ever purposely limited the amount of media media you look oh, before yeah. a game is released? Do you think knowing a lot about a game beforehand has changed the experience for you, or does it have little effect? Dark Souls 3 is what makes me ask. Even before its Western release, the game has been picked apart for weeks now. Uh, depends, it really depends on the game. I actually like playing Souls games spoiled to heck, because I can't be bothered. Um, yeah. I'm never going, I'm never ever going to even half of a nuance in the game by myself. I would like to appreciate everything they put into it, so I go onto the internet and see what the internet finds. Yeah. Uh, uh before, like, before release, I for a lot of big games, I try and like take in a little bit, or take in as little as possible at least, just to not mm-hmm. like oversaturate myself with the game before it's, it's released. Because I think I can, I can't remember any specific instances, but I know there's been times where I've like like devoured trailers for a game before it came out, and then been kind of bored when it finally did. Yeah, because you've, you've seen a lot of the novelty. Yeah, exactly. There have been times when I really wanted to learn a lot about a game, and uh, and went out of my way to learn about it. But like nowadays, I just sort of am like, oh yes, that sounds cool. I will play it when it comes out. Yeah, for me, for me, it's like if I'm already set on buying it, I pretty much stop looking at things about it, like. The more that I already, like, if I've reached the point where I'm already, like, pretty set on spending the money to play it when it comes out, I don't need to see any more of it because I'll see it in its proper context. I think the time that that's paid the most dividends for me was Persona 4 back in 08, which, like, I just played Persona 3. I had really enjoyed it, and Persona 4 had been announced. It came out in Japan in, like, August of that year, and in America in, like, December of that year. And so if you wanted to know about Persona 4, there was plenty of ways to look up information about Persona 4. Not as many as you would have now, but plenty. And I just ignored all of it, and I had a wonderful time finding everything in that game myself. And, like, that, that game felt really special because I could play... Like, I played it, and, like... Every single thing in it was new to me. Nice, cool. So yeah, that's that's kind of my, my like prime example of something where I just ignored as much pre-release info as I could. I was presently surprised by most in uh, Legend 
Uh, I'm Legend of Legacy. Forgot oh, Legend his, of Legacy. I forgot his name for a second because not it's a lot of people. Because not a lot of people were talking about it, so there wasn't much media to to consume. Yeah, which is a little sad, but at the same time, hey. I'm looking forward uh, to um, uh, the new Zelda, and I have not learned anything about it other than it's a new Zelda. So hey, cool. It's helpful that they also haven't told you anything to learn. But, I know, yeah. right? It works. Maybe I'll finally get the Sanic race, like I've always wanted. Oh, man. <laughs> Rolling, linking around at the speed of sound. No, no, no. Just think about like an entire village, like the Ritos of the Gorons or whatever, just obsessed with the concept of fast. <laughs> like, there, there's always this ugly concept in, <laughs> in like certain Zeldas where it's like, where did this race go? <laughs> It's never more yeah. horrifying than the mong than the magma in Skyward Sword who are in Skyward Sword and nothing else. And Skyward Sword takes place for everything. They're yeah. the indigenous inhabitants of the game's Death Mountain analog. So did the Gorons slaughter yeah. them? Yeah, they did. There was a, there that was really a, there was seems a race like war. the only option. There was a race war, it happens. <laughs> There's one Goron, and he's looking for a place to live. Yeah. Like, they're really that really seems to be the only option. Clearly, he won the war. <laughs> Look, the it was worst just... Thing. He t- Look, I, I like to think that that one Goron came in, and all the, all the whatever you call them, the Mogmogs, is that it? The Magma. All, all of them just came Mogma. up and were like, hey, hey, buddy, you look like around. He's like, no, sir, I think I'd just like to move in. And they're like, let's get him, gang. And in self-defense, he murdered every single one of them. <laughs> like the first two were self-defense, right? That. And like the next ones were like, "Oh my God, they just killed Billy and Jimmy. Let's get him!" And everybody just kept jumping at him, every single one. Even as the bodies grew higher and higher, he just couldn't be stopped. He was Before like, when the... "Sorry about this, guys. This rock hard fist cracked him in half." <laughs> Is this where let the bodies hit the floor? That early two thousands mega hit sit starts playing. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that band was signed to WWE's short-lived uh, music label. Record label. I would not be yeah. surprised. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I'm looking forward to uh, when they start up a new record label. Once uh, Nickelback finally loses its record deal. <laughs> oh my god. Nickelback has Nickelback provided at least one or two raw themes, so it wouldn't even be that surprising. Oh. Nickelback is still around? Yes. They are. Why? I went to a concert in Orlando recently, and the guys, um, it was just like, you know, one of those dive bar concerts, the kind I love, and the guys are like, well, hey, you're all here. You're not Nickelback, thank God, because Nickelback was playing at the uh, Amway Center downtown. <laughs> you it used to be called the Amway program. Arena, but we renamed it. <laughs> and Unfortunately, we let, you left Amway in, but not... <laughs> yeah, it's still named after Amway, which is which is arguably one of the most evil companies in the world. <laughs> so you know, no, no words. Um, but yeah, so you know, Amway Arena. <laughs> we're not doing this. Yeah, okay. Question answered. We're done. Um, we've discussed hype and the da- the dangerous hype cycle, just like a light cycle, but less Tron. Oh, speaking of hype um, cycle, let's talk about the Suicide Squad trailer. No, it's not. 
Oh. We're not doing this because then we'll have to talk about other DC movies and we don't want to have to do that again. Batman um, vs. Superman was a crime. We're not doing this. This is not the superhero podcast. We're not doing this. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, oh, we can but, on but then we can talk about Lego Batman 3 because that's pretty much an RPG. Oh, well, that's no, a good game, not, but at the same time, not the subject of the conversation. We're not doing this. It's got a 1960s Batman level. It's no, freaking hilarious. It's hilarious. You're just, like, you real this. Batman kick right now, aren't you, dude? Yeah, my yeah. son really likes Lego yes. Batman. It's, it's almost like children are very geared towards liking both Legos and Batman. In any case, uh, if you try to keep doing this, I'm going to start talking about Vagrant's story and Parasite Eve, and no one wants that. Okay, so, Vagrant Story is an RPG made by Yasumi Matsuno in 2000. It's basically a saga action RPG in a complete nonsense. You want to test this? Okay, let's, let's move on. Um, see, that's all the questions on the forums. Uh, we've got one more. Oh, I don't think I even mentioned who the other Twitter question was from. The one oh. zero time dilemma. That's from uh, Joshua Carpenter. Oh, so it's yeah, not the ones I sent you. In I, no. AKA, I'm calling you a dick for not mentioning its name, and now I feel like a dick because I didn't no. actually bring that up. Oh, so he sent us another question. What is your favorite supporting RPG character and your most most loathed supporting character? So we're about to give out the Oscar for best supporting RPG character. Oh man. Hmm. Well, most loathed is anything with too high of a voice that doesn't do anything. So. <laughs> Maru Maru? Say what? Maru Maru? I'm trying to remember who that even is. Blue I think Dragon. my brain blocked him out. Blue Dragon. Think, yeah, yeah, uh... that character is awful. Um, you know, anything like. Yeah, bad mascot characters. There's nothing that will make me just like, hate a video game more than a bad mascot character. It's like, no. I think Kate Sith has got to be on the list somewhere. No, Kate Sith is hilarious because Kate Sith, like Kate Sith as a concept, is really neat, and the game has no idea what to do with Kate Sith. Because like Kate Sith or Kate She, however you wish to pronounce it, uh, is actually controlled by uh, one of the heads of Shinra, and you can meet that person. They are around the fringes yeah, of the, the story. Yeah, in the game. Yeah. And it's and, like, oh, that, that's really neat. And they don't really do much with it. Yeah, no, it's it's a good it's a good idea, but like it doesn't really do. It's it's. I'm it's, hoping it's that the remake expands that. Yeah, they might. Uh, if we're talking about my personal favorites, I'm going to go ahead and say Drachma is way up high on my list because he's. Oh, a, you're talking skies of arcade. Of yeah, no, Drachma is just an incredible character. He's an old, angry, cantankerous Moby Dick. Uh, just, just. He literally yeah, is Captain Ahab. He's, his entire character arc is, arc is basically we put Captain Ahab in the game just because we could. Only, and unlike Captain, Captain Ahab, Ahab, he actually gets over his whole I gotta murder this whale thing. And, like, has, like, a history and, like, one of the, like, His best desire to murder the, the whale is more sympathetic. Yeah, like, not only that, but, like, not, but like he, he grows beyond it. It's, it's incredible. And he just does... He says so many great scenes of just him helping out these stupid teenagers, even though he's got his stuff that he actually wants to do. But whatever, we're sort of going in the same direction. And while he still hates you for um, uh, for inconveniencing him, he's just good enough of a person to look past it. 
Only barely. Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia has an unusually good cast all around. So yeah, Drachma yeah, totally like, belongs. Skies of Arcadia, there. like it's being described as just a storm of the most common RPG cliches, and that's accurate. But it plays them so well. It is the in my in my mind the er example of a lot of them. It's, it's the reason that they're so overused is because when done right, they are done just incredibly. Well, it uses them. It doesn't just consider the use of them as valid in and of itself. It uses them as starting points. Yeah, it's like it's, you put something in here to because it is a common building block, but it's not a block by itself. Yeah, like 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 it's like that's where they began with it. Now let's see what what interesting thing we can do with it. But um, yeah. uh, in a game full of characters like that, I'd say like my favorite support character is um, my Captain Drachma, just because just because how how well he pulls off the entire angry old man and takes it to like whole new levels. But like there were yeah. other really good ones too, like even the one that's sort of like the one that everybody sort of made made fun of at the time, Prince Enrique, for being like the weird wussy prince character, gets fleshed out and has like. Has his conflicted loyalty is played in an interesting fashion. Yeah, and like, and like, even like the stuff that people make fun of him for. Oh, he gets seasick easily. Is like he is shown, like dealing with it and moving past it. It was it was very well done. The whole thing is just excellent. So, um, of Arcadia is wonderful, and the fact that it's so limitedly available is disgusting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, We absolutely need the HD version of that already. I mean, what the heck, man. How how is that not ava- how is there not like an HD re- like HD remaster available on basically everything? Yeah, I mean that, that, that that's I'm waiting for that one. I'm, I'm hoping for for that in the future. We yeah. all know the answer to that. Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Sega. 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 That though is the crazy thing. Like they just released Valkyrie Chronicle. Valkyria Chronicle. Valkyrie. Not, yeah. Not, not yet. Not yet. May. No, they released it on PC, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they they Sega's Sega actually kind of cares about game preservation, which why it's, which is why it's weird to me that they haven't come out yet. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they care about game preservation so much. Like they come by the same result, but they care more about the fact that like Sega seems to feel that its biggest strength at this point is strip mining its back catalog, and that means make anything that was ever popular playable on as many devices as possible. Yeah. So I, I like that about them, but um, uh, but yeah, no. Skies of Arcadia, Drachma, my favorite supporting character. Least favorite supporting yeah. character. I haven't played enough RPGs to have a. F- yeah, a lot of times, like, like if you really just like a cast member, you'll just quit the game. So yeah, yeah, you have to like, be someone that was bad, but not bad enough to make you quit. Uh, um, there was like. I think some kind of weird tiny girl in Radiant Historia. Apparently, you could use her to set up bombs to get insane combos, <laughs> oh, but yeah. she annoyed me, so I never, ever, ever had her in the active party. I don't even remember her name. Yeah, she, you don't have to use her, so it's, it helps a lot. Yeah. Especially because Radiant Historia, like, because of its whole dynamic, you tend to, like... Plus, you, everyone you don't else like in Radiant Historia you can, was really good, so I, I, I was totally yeah. okay with just like, pretending she didn't exist. I think she yeah, had think it, ears for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, she was one of the, like, animal people because that's a that's a really easy way to distinguish like a race that people are going to look at and be like that's a little different people in the game are going to treat that person differently but uh yeah that's i'm trying to think of like i'm trying to think of something that's not cheating like the entire cast of tales of legendia um but no i refuse i'm going to say the entire supporting cast of tales of legendia um (laughs) 
I hate that game with all of my heart and soul, but it might actually have the worst mascot race I've ever seen. I remember being infuriated by these little, like, otter creatures that sat there singing Ors, Ors, Ors for a minute and a half. And I was so, so furious that this was where part of my life was <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and say the... Uh... The entire cast of Tales of Symphonia, not because I hated them, but because they were just kind of bad. Also, also, the game had a super bad case of foreshadowing. But instead of like having like any sort of foreshadowing, somebody would just look at something, and then somebody else would look at them and say, "What's wrong?" And they would go, "Nothing." It happened like 15 uh, times. Like, Dialogue box of dot, 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 dot. Well, they're all looking at a significant thing. And then everybody suddenly turns and looks at character X and says, what's wrong, character X? And they go, uh, nothing. And, <laughs> and then later the it be, oh, God, they were the person that set it up. It was awful. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy Tales of Symphonia, but your ability to tolerate that sort of anime trope writing is going to determine your ability to tolerate Tales. I beat Tales of Symphonia. Um, I'm kind of shocked by that. Wow. I, yeah, I... Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. Like, that game is like 80 hours long. I'm shocked you finished it. I, have, I haven't even finished it. It was back in the day. I can't, descri- I, can't, I can't explain how I did it. I just know that I did it. And that looking back, I, have, I, I remember like a few big set pieces. Like, I think at one point some elves drowned after like locking us out of the room they were going to drown in or die in or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that I have happens. no idea why that happened. I have no idea why anything in the game happened. <laughs> yeah, Tales of Symphonia does have a lot of things that like, I do enjoy just from a slight perspective. There is a bafflingly obtuse plot branch really early in the game that allows you to rearrange a handful of scenes to add and subtract certain characters from them. The game never tells you how you can do this, but it's there and it's kind of neat. Also, I remember I actually looked up a strategy guide for it, and like uh, there was like t- two. There was like one way it would, it would determine which character you ended the game with, like the like the um, uh, douchebag sabang all the girls, you, or your secret oh. dad who hated you and like abandoned you as a kid. And like the proper you, way but... everybody told me to play was the um, uh, was the douchebag dad, and I was like, no, that guy sucks. <laughs> and like the way the plot broke down was that uh, if. <laughs> If you went with the um, uh, if you went with uh, douchebag dad, that means the other guy would literally attack you, and you'd have to kill him, and you would just kill him for real. But in the yeah. but if but if you didn't play that, douchebag dad would still be on the sidelines, being like, "Oh, I'm I'm your douchebag dad, but I'm secretly helping you." And then the other guy would turn around and be like, "Haha, thanks for playing along. You didn't actually kill me. It was all part of the plan." And you're like, "Yes." So the good ending required you to kill it's a guy the ending, by the way. under the impression that he was actually still trying to carry out this plan that you were playing along with. And I was the, the, that's like, actually... Uh, never mind. <laughs> like, Tales of Symphonia <laughs> has... The, the Tales of Symphonia has eight endings, and it's determined by who your highest relationship is with anyone. There's at least something mildly interesting about how the, the two characters you're describing's dynamic works, because essentially, if you choose to play the game and such a way that you end up with your secret dad like uh, as the like character that you liked the mo- most the way that it sort of allows 
you to interpret the plot is that Lloyd never really accepted essentially what amounts to his replacement. And that lack of friendship meant that this guy no longer felt the reason to stick to your side and totally does betray you. And that's why you end up with your secret dad. That's kind of weird. Uh, but, but like, no, the game fun. actually did have some interesting variations based on what character you had the most uh, friendship values with. I also remember there being, like, a spot where they would tell you which character you liked most, only it there told is. me, that, like, half the cast was my soulmate, including the giant ripped prisoner that has hands chained together, and I was like, hell yeah, yeah I want to be that guy's soulmate. <laughs> the thing is, you totally can. I like, know, but like, but, like, I was, like, already also soulmates with, like, the ninja and the main girl and I think the lech the lech dude too so I was like come on which one's my real real soulmate man <laughs> basically what happens is that right before the game uh, splits off near the end it actually has a character be like they come to your uh, door at an inn and they're like hey do you want to talk and it'll it'll cycle through your top three characters so oh. if you say no they'll they'll wander away and then you can talk to the next one. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, I just assumed... I yeah, just like assumed this is... main character girl who was a sacrifice but not really wanted to talk. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll talk to you. It's really, really hard to get... Like, Colette is pretty much always going to be in the top three unless you are, like, uh, antagonizing her from the beginning of the game onward. Pretty well, much, and, like, the other thing is... Play that... it, which will be never, because I will never play that game again. The the other thing I like about it is that the characters sort of draw battle lines about what kinds of dialogue they... Idealistic answers uh, make one half of the party happy and the other half sad, and pragmatic act, uh, answers tend to make the other half of the party happy. Okay, so there's it's, stuff uh, in the game to enjoy, I just didn't see it because I was just sort of trying to charge to the end. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think it's one of the more interesting Tales games even to this day. Not necessarily because of its combat, which hasn't aged terribly well, but because it has a lot of, like, weird things that a lot of the later games trim out be because they look like excess. I gotcha. But, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend you ever play it again, but at the same time, it's it's an interesting game. I'm never going to play And, Wheels, do you yeah. have any least favorite supporting characters? Uh, I already said mine, Mara Mara. Uh, best supporting, oh, yeah. I was going to throw in Jansen from Lost Odyssey. Oh, yeah, he's the... <laughs> Lost Odyssey's cast basically d turns into Final Fantasy Greatest Hits, and he's the dick wizard. Yeah, but he's uh, really well lit written, and uh, whoever they got to do the voice acting is fantastic. Yeah, no, Lost Odyssey's a good game that tragically, like, a lot of the best audience for will never play. Yeah. I'm still... I, think it might be I think it might be coming to... Xbox One backwards compatibility. If it does, you um, pick it up on the cheap. It's good. I'm hoping so. Um, it, as far as I know, I don't think any multi-disc games, including Mass Effect Two and Three, are on that list yet. So they may. Yeah, I think they're still figuring that out because I, I would expect Mass Effect Two and Three will definitely end up there. That is still pleasingly being added to, though. So like, don't give up hope. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah. Favorite and least favorite supporting character. Screw you, entire supporting cast of Tales of Legendia. All so bad. <laughs> I remember that game. That game has like a love triangle between main character, who's terrible, uh, dead girlfriend, dead girlfriend's obsessed little sister, and like warrior girl. And I wanted all of them to end up 
as unhappily as possible, and I could never tell if that meant ending up together or alone. Oh, you really love that game, don't you? I hate that game so much. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, they, they do the thing where, like, like, dead girlfriends little sister is like, main character doesn't love me, I'm gonna blow up the world. That's, um... That's a bit of an overreaction, I would say. Yeah, and then that's, she's that's fine. Back into your party. Uh, like what, after but, that, what? What? She she becomes a playable character in the second half. No one's got anything to say about this. I nobody don't nobody objects to that. Nobody said, "Hey, you know that whole blowing up the world thing." I think that's a sign of an immature personality. Nobody Perhaps thought we to should say not. That. We should leave you at home and not adventure with you, where you will probably do something awful. <laughs> Uh, I don't like Tales of Legendia at all. Okay, that's it. I don't want to think about it anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, so I think we'll end the show with whatever the heck Beat wants. Beat's question. Beat quest. You must pick one. The others we will answer another time. Okay. Um, let me just go back to my Twitter and. Hashtag at memory. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Hashtag kill the skeletons. What do you think Steve Harvey approves of RPGs? I think as America's supportive yet disapproving dad, he would not. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like uh. I feel like a disapproving dad would not be. Uh... Have you guys seen the Super Steve Harvey show? Current. My wife watches it, so I've been seeing a lot of it lately. She's on the DVR, right? It's literally like it's these people will come up to him and ask him the stupidest questions. And you'll just look at them with like this, really, you're really wasting my time with this look. <laughs> and they give them the most blithe, no, no, forget you. No, no, no. Let me just, let me show you how the world works in painstaking detail. Like, one lady was coming up to him asking about how, so I really like this barbecue sauce, so I go out to dinner with a guy and pull it out of my bag, and he'll look at me funny. And Steve Harvey's like, girl, you need to stop taking barbecue sauce on dates. I mean, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is obvious stuff. People come to Steve Harvey with the most obvious questions, and he gives them the most obvious answers, and we're all, the only shocking thing is anyone thought to ask them in the first place. <laughs> And that is why I love Steve Harvey, a book report by Beat, age 8. <laughs> Beat Skellington, age 8. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I feel that it's fair to say he would disapprove of most RPGs. And yeah. ask you, son, what's wrong? Especially, <laughs> especially like anything by your idea factory. Son, do you think yeah, you're definitely. an anime, son? Son, what do you think you're doing? Son, son do you really love Agarest War? Oh, do you, son? I could just like, like, see, like I could just like see Steve Harvey's face as like somebody shows him their booby mouse pad that came with the <laughs> bonus. He'd just be like looking at them like, so what the hell is this Japanese bullshit? Wheels has like agony for for Mugen Souls. I have it for Agarest War. Ooh, that was the other question I asked. I'm gonna ask that one too, just because I can, because Wait, you brought it up, what, you idiot. What, what, uh, Dear Ask Wheel, no. tell us how much you love Mugen Souls, you terrible bastard man. Tell us, tell us now. Do it. I think he's already done that in like five <laughs> previous podcast, podcasts. 
Yeah, yeah. Please check the archive. <laughs> Go, it's very bad. Backlog. It's very bad. Quest. <laughs> it's very bad. The EIC tried to trick Wheels into playing that like five, uh, playing the sequel like five times. There's um, a sequel. There's a sequel. Mugen Soul Z. Mugen Soul Z. Wow, that's like Dragon Ball Z. That's 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 like that's that's perfect. That's the sort of escalation we seek. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to remember what game like uh, Max Storm was sending me. It was some Vita game? It may have been uh, uh, the Ragnarok Monster Hunter clone or something. Ragnarok Odyssey. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I went to go redeem a code and almost wasn't paying attention, and you know was finally noticed. Almost tricked redeem, into playing. Redeem your code for Mugen Soul Z, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, like, no, that, that would have been amazing if it had happened. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, for certain values of the word amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. There's always those ga games that, like, they're, they're bad. But there's a thing about them that also really rubs you the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't New don't play souls. like Idea Factory. Please make fewer games and maybe make some of them good. Well, <laughs> they are improving. Um, yeah. You were a fan I of Fairy Country, I believe. Yes. Um, also, the Vita Neptunias are better, if not what I'm looking for in a video game. In any case. Let's move forward. Let's finish this. Hopefully, wheels in our attempt to like make more of these, you do not just slap all of these up immediately. Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> one day after yeah, you listen to I am this episode, you into not slapping all of these up imme immediately. <laughs> Like, let me, listeners, let me tell you about a brave time where Wheels was about to have a child, and like, I'm, and we're like, oh, let's make a bunch of these so we can have a backlog, and then he slaps all of them up the second that they are finished recording as he is done editing them. Well, hey, that's great. I mean, like, how long has it taken me to get up uh, my, my last Let's Play update? Oh, that's right, three months. I need to work on that. Nice. Go do that. Yeah, it's Tomorrow. worth it. All right. Well, this has been fun. I enjoyed this a great deal, but I assume we're done now, and it's almost 1 a.m., yeah. so I should go to bed because i got to get up in the morning. Yes. Um, good night, Pete. We will night. finish the outro without you if we yes. have to. No, I will, I will finish the outro like a good boy. Okay. A good uh, skill. If you would like to pester Beat on the Twitters, his Twitter is at... Beat underscore Twitter. Thank you. Twitter. Yeah, not Very Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, and you should pester him about random video game nonsense. I'm very good at that. Also pester me you, about very... anything related to bad politics or bad science, because I'm all over that stuff. True story. So, you know, if you want if you want to hear all about the dangers of the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> uh... Oh, yeah, I can tell you all about them. I can tell you all about contrails. I got everything. Everything contrails. stupid. Contrails. Theorists believe. That's great. Have good a good times. time. Um, uh, me and Wheels' Twitters have not changed. Ask Wheels, Fanboy Master, we got this. Uh, yeah, that's, and also post in the thread if you've got questions. Yes. A little light recent people. Or if you want to yell we at us it. for whatever reason. Well, we probably deserve it. So, yeah, you know. it's true. 
especially me. <laughs> but especially beat. Why oh, me? Well, I don't he know. Back, so. yeah. I don't know. Something. Something. Skeletons are bad. Skeletons are good and also not nice. Yes, we're the best. Skeletons are bad. I'm gonna go fire up Hyrule Legends. Hyrule Warriors. Oh, that's harsh. Legends. Gross. You're just you're just getting prepared for like killing hundreds of skeletons and then getting killed by them thousands of times. Oh so, yes. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna take our revenge. It's gonna that, be awesome. That for will us. have happened by the time this goes up too. Yeah. Dark Souls Three is already on PC, but also apparently crashing to hell. So. Sweet. Yeah, hope you like uh, bonfire crashes. I guess that was a high priority. <laughs> I, I would have never guessed that that was not yeah. a high priority. Oh god, Star Ocean's <laughs> coming out in June, apparently. What? I thought that we weren't, weren't getting that until, like, forever from now. Surprise! Stop. Stop. It's coming out in June. Star Ocean uh, lives soul. forever. I am, I am buying Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness. Yep. I am... That's Pray- its actual name. Praying. Praying that all this, hey, we're making this kind of look like 3, doesn't mean it's as horrendous as 3. Oh, it's going to be that yeah. way. Man, I am Quiet shocked you. we Quiet. are getting that in June. I'm super pumped now. Yeah. Yes! That's good news. I Like, this is terrible. I'm getting excited for this again. I played Star Ocean 3. I played Star Ocean 4. I should know that this is a bad thing that will not work. But I'm going to play it, and I'm going to be excited about it. Until third I play it and third I time's sad. the charm, right? Exactly. There is absolutely <laughs> nothing. There is absolutely nothing that can go wrong with Star Ocean Three. You are going to love this game. You're going to be all in that ocean of stars, paddling around like a little doggy in the sea. Get fetch your tennis ball. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Like, try Try Ace has learned a lot in, over the past few years. Uh, I'm I'm sure they're ready to deliver the true Star Ocean experience. If if we're looking at this from another perspective. At the very least, the we if we are judging the games based on how ridiculous their main character's name is, like this is probably the, one of the least ridiculous. Star Ocean One has Roddick Ferentz. Star Ocean Two has Claude Kenny. Star Ocean Three has Fate Line God. Star Ocean Four has Edge Maverick, and Star Edge Ocean Five. Ma- Star Ocean 5 has Fidel Camus. Fidel Camus? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? You Fidel Camus. You, you can't have pronounced that correctly. Probably not. Uh, C-A-M-U-Z-E, Camus. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's but any right more importantly, way to pronounce it's that. Not, it's not Edge Maverick, and it's not Fate Line God. That's important would, to me. I, I would be all about Mr. Fate Lion God. Just like uh, just like praying reverently at the um uh, at the at the altar of fate, the god of lines. Oh, did I point out that fate is misspelled? It's F A Y T. Nice. That's Fiat. That's Fiat. Fiat Fiat. No, it's it's fate. fate. Every fate. every character in the game pronounces it fate. Yeah, every every everybody every character in Kingdom Hearts pronounces the X blade as Keyblade, but they're all wrong. Well, actually, they use the uh, a Greek letter rather than an X. Boom. It's an X. Boom. Not Greek X, letters. Greek Boom. Letters. <laughs> also, I started playing the awful new Kingdom Hearts mobile 
games about as good as a bad MOBA key yeah. because it's very easy and also it doesn't require any of my attention. Mm. That's tap, that's not tap. that's not a reason, dude. So like, I tweet well, also because I enjoy Kingdom Hearts. What do you want me to say? I want you to demand better. I want you to not enjoy Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts. They are. Well. I will contend. <laughs> I will contend that Kingdom Hearts Two is one of the best pure action and one of the best pure RPGs of that year. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Kingdom Hearts Two is a good game. I agree with you on this. But that's not a bad mobile game. <laughs> well, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you have... I don't have $110 to spend on this. <laughs> this Star Ocean Collectors. Why Why is Square Enix doing this to me? Look at these stupid collector's editions. I super want hey, this. We, I am never going to have the dollars to spend on just this. Just all bad-dogging on each other it's now. Got I a, forget. Got a swag Star Ocean Steelbook. Art cards. Art why are you doing this to me? <laughs> you were going to find out one way or another. Oh no, God. I wasn't, because I wasn't going to pay any attention to it, because I was excited about it and intent, like already intend to buy it, so I wasn't going to look up any other information about it. Well, I cannot spend $110 on a video game. Yeah, Why did you... Ah, end, <laughs> end it, end it. It's done. Goodbye, everyone. Peace out. We love you all out there in video game land. And Peace when you out. Play, you I'm spending almost games, $300 in Final Fantasy XV. Remember that it is actually me stopping your skulls and your pathetic nerd babies. Wow. <laughs> like, um, I love like you. Star Ocean 4, I actually kind of like the art in Star Ocean 5, so I might actually want this, but I can't afford it. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm ending we this. Are, we ending. are the architects of our own downfall. And... <laughs>